Hello, Lighthouse. How are you? Welcome to your Friday. Uh, it is good to spend a minute with you. I'm here with Patrick Cox. How you doing, Patrick Cox? Doing all right. How are you? Good. We are looking forward to hearing the podcast featuring Laura Celine today. Great, yep. great story. Great podcast. Great person. Yep. A lot of depth. Yeah. Just a lot of. There's. I think we've talked about this before, but just kind of like when you get to talk with a person and you go, "Oh, they've like lived with Christ." Mm. You know, this is not only out of a book, although she's plenty book smart and could probably yeah. <laughs> break down whatever you need her to break down. But just like the, you know, I always, I always think like the, the, the coolest compliment in the scriptures is in Acts where it says, yeah, they could tell that they had been with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of, that's the kind of person I want to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, that's, that's what we can tell. And when you hear Laura talk, you go, oh, this is someone who's walked with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Really impressed with her willingness and openness to talk about counseling and therapy. Mm -hmm. And and if you've ever had a conversation with her, not on a podcast, that's, she's just really been blessed by that. And she talks about it and it's, it's good. And, and, um, you know, it is one of those things that as the, as, as Christians, I don't know why we're always slow, always so slow coming around on things. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think it has something to do with everything we go. Does this mean I'm not trusting God? Yeah. Does this mean I'm not trusting Jesus if I go and sit down and talk with somebody? And you think, well, if your tooth hurts, you're going to go to the dentist. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're not trusting God for your dental care. Yep. How silly is that? I'm trying to build a house, but I'm not going to use a hammer. Because, because I'm going to trust God to put the nails in the boards instead. No. You've heard I, the classic joke about the guy that's drowning, right? On the roof? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that's that right. the one? He's on the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 God help me. And Why didn't you help me? Yeah. Well, I sent two boats. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Yeah, so that's, it's, um, you know, when you have somebody who like Laura who talks so familiarly with this stuff, it does kind of take the sting out of it, makes it seem more accessible. And so mm -hmm. real, real gift to our church, super, um, super involved in the leadership teams. And, you know, we love mm -hmm. Laura a lot. Hope you guys enjoy getting to, getting to know her a little bit. What else is going on? How's that? How'd the choir practice go? Went pretty well. Went pretty well. Yeah. We worked on, uh, the combined choir song, um, first. Okay. And, uh, this week we'll be working on the two separate, the men's choir and the women's choir. So, we're going to have the women's choir go first at 6, and then the men's choir will be at 6.45. All right. Well, that sounds awesome. Um, yeah. And still, if you didn't make the first one, you can still hop oh, in? Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it fun? It is fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, um, that it, it came together pretty quickly, actually. We decided to change the key last minute, but okay. that just made it sound even better. So if you need anybody to sing in B-flat. <laughs> no matter what I sing, I'd be flat. So. <laughs> That's really ironic because it is in B flat. Is it in B flat? <laughs> <It is. laughs> Let's hear it for all the clarinet players out there. B flat's our jam. That's our that's our key. We can yeah, that's all isn't clarinet music like it's a B flat instrument. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's beautiful for us. Yep. Well, good. So choir's going on and men's prayers going on and lots of good stuff going on. And I uh, hope you guys get involved with all of it um, as the uh, we'll start talking about fall festival stuff pretty, pretty soon here mm -hmm. and getting fired up about that and some more announcements along the way. But for now, guys, enjoy your afternoon with Laura Celine. Hey, uh, Patrick. Yes, sir. Roll the music. Will do. 
sensational. I, which is weird because I'm super introverted. Like, mm-hmm. given my choices of what to do today, I'm going to stay in and yeah. play guitar all day. But um, but I do really enjoy... I Don't you think that knowing people's stories just engenders empathy? Oh, yeah. And, and makes certain things okay that maybe people didn't think were okay. And that's why I think sharing stories, especially the hard stories, mm. if you do have depression or you do have alcoholism in your family yeah and you've struggled with it and you've dealt with it and you've made it through Mm. i think that needs to be shared even though it's maybe hard to hear yeah for sure and when you say it makes some things it makes some things okay like like you understand people's behavior you understand where they're coming from all that stuff yeah that we that we make mistakes and I think half the time moms think they're terrible moms. I've never met a mom who thought she was doing a good job. Yes. Yeah, really or if hard. they do, you kind of worry about it, right? They're just, they're bragging on it. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> My right. kid counts to a hundred and he's only one. Yeah. <laughs> did your kids, did your kids do anything that, that you thought they were smarter than they actually were? Our oldest, our oldest, we thought she could read. Because she could pick up her storybook Bible and read it, yeah. but it turned out she, she had just memorized, memorized it. it. Yeah. Like we, like then she, at some point, she picked up another book, opened it up, and said, "And the Philistines gathered their armies for war." And we were like, "Oh, she can't read." That's awesome. I think we all think our kids are brilliant. Yes, especially at first. Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially I think on your first kid because you don't really know better it's the oxytocin lying to you mm-hmm. you have you have a child and you just think this is the most wonderful child and they are for you yes they are i i think where for me it was when the second one came along and i thought i broke him because the other one was in daycare and ah. he does all these amazing things and oh. this other one is so different oh. it's clearly my fault because you should have shipped him off to daycare. I so should have done something. Yeah, Isn't that I was. Funny? I was gonna hunt down the daycare lady, and find out what she did that was so right. This is such a good story because I think we every parent knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The, and even you play the game. Where did they get this trait? Yes. And yeah. you know you spend enough time claiming the good ones and accusing your spouse of the bad <laughs> ones totally. before before you go. They're their own people. Yeah. And they come out hardwired yeah. certain ways that we have, we definitely have influence and the whole yep. nurture nature thing, but there's some hardwired stuff in there that's just going to happen and it's all good. So I blame Bob because none of my kids really enjoy reading. Yeah, that's, I totally blame that's Bob. Bob. That's all Bob. Oh, I'm Bob. <laughs> he reads technical things. Yeah. Oh no, poor Bob. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. No, no. Sorry, honey. Love you. But <laughs> he brought it on. Yeah. <laughs> um, any, any, yeah. You know, you know, Tiff. And so anytime the kids are like lazy at all. <laughs> That's you. Oh, it's 100%. And there's no, there's no like doubt about it. There's no like Tiffany has never sat still once in her life. And she's not only busy, she's productive. Yeah. All the time. She's doing... Tiffany, 100% of the time, is doing what she's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Where I am yeah. doing what I'm supposed to be doing is not something that comes down. Even yeah. when I'm busy, it's 
very many times in yeah. something that nobody else would value or think is important at all. Or, or I think just certain people have to work harder yeah. to do the things that we know we're supposed yeah. to be doing because there's all these other fun things. So are you the the busy and doer or are you enjoy Do you have hobbies? Stuff like that? Of course. What do you do? I play Scrabble. Yeah. Online. Really? Uh, no. Words with friends? No, that is oh. not really Scrabble. Oh, geez. I'm Shots sorry. are fired. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, this is... So that's JV Scrabble. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Scrabble-ish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you play Scrabble on your phone? No. No. Um, no, I play on a website out of Romania that you play real time and people are, you have a ranking and you choose somebody according to their ranking and how long their game is and which dictionary they use. No way. So my oldest... How do you stay away from cheating? Like, Well, I play void games. You cannot put a word down that's not a real word. You can't just guess. You can't be you, like Z, B, X, whatever. And, and it would tell you that's not a word. And you lose your turn? <laughs> no. Okay. But you don't get to play Oh, it. I see. I see. Right. So there's no cheating. You know, my oldest son... <sighs> The brilliant, brilliant Dave. Yeah. <laughs> went to the national, um, junior national Scrabble. No. Thing. Uh huh. He got to travel to Rhode Island twice. Wow. In seventh <laughs> and eighth grade, and they played in partners because they were young, super smart kids. And the first time they didn't do as well, but the second time they came in eighth, which is huge at nationals. Mm -hmm. Wow. So he's really, really good. Like, I'm not very good compared to him. But I'm the only one who will play him. Well, I was wondering, so, like, is it just you're at somebody's house and a Scrabble board comes out and you're like, I can't do this with you drones? I can. Dave can't. Okay. You can just have a yeah. uh, have a fun game and yeah. just kick everybody's tail and that's fine with you. Yep. I feel like, you know, like like LeBron James probably doesn't want to play pickup basketball at the gym. You know, that's probably not very fun for him once right. you get to a certain level. I've played with guitar players who are yeah. like, I'd love to play at church. I just can't play with you people. Yeah. You know, they're just yeah. like, I just, it, it's. It, I can appreciate it's like the, sitting fun, in a, the fun of just okay hanging out and, and doing. But but I can set competitive things aside and mm -hmm. and certain personalities have a harder time with that so Dave okay can't. now i'm gonna have to make a sports metaphor here and i know sports <laughs> are not your thing but no. i think that there do you think that there's something about about growing <laughs> older about middle age or whatever it is where mm. your kids are now the the you've kind of passed on the peak life <laughs> to the next generation you know what i'm talking yeah, do you uh, do you hear I'm what i'm there. saying yeah yeah where i have two kids that are better athletes than me at this point and one who's very close and one who will probably be the best athlete of all of them. And right. by that time I'll be walking with a cane or whatever. And um, so, but so I had to come to a point a few years ago where I had to say, can I enjoy sports and not be as good as I used to be? Yes. Like t I can't, I can barely play tennis. I was a pretty good tennis player. I can barely play that anymore. Cause I'm just so frustrated. I know yeah. I, I know that there was a time when I could not only have gotten to that ball, but I would have yeah. sent a winner down the line or something. And now I'm yeah. just like sitting there like yeah. barely moving. Um, Frustrating. Yeah. But and softball, I've kind of figured out like, it's not baseball like I loved, but for the camaraderie. So is there a similar thing with... Yeah, because so I can't play complicated games anymore. 
after chemo. Really? After chemo, I swear I lost okay, half my chemo. brain. We need to make some and, notes here. We're talking about that. Well, <laughs> not necessarily, but yeah. But I used to be able to play complicated games with a lot of rules, and my kids are totally all over that. And I like can't. Settlers of Catan. Oh yeah. Or... Oh. <laughs> they looked at that. I'm yet to play a game of that. I, well, I haven't either because my kids are like, "Oh, mom, no." Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it has <laughs> to be fairly straightforward rules for me to keep them in my head. Huh. Yeah, that's and okay. And uh, stinks, but it's okay. So, how would you describe that? That's a huge, mm-hmm. like that's a huge realization to say I don't put ideas together like I used to put ideas together. Yeah, I used, I used there was all sorts of things that I used to either be good at or felt I was good at that the standard is really different right now. Is that right? Yeah. But I don't work a job where I get paid, where I get called in front of someone. I mean, I do volunteer stuff. Yeah. And anybody that wants me to volunteer, I'm super clear on, hey, I mean, sometimes I've had a ton of surgeries and stuff. Like sometimes I have to step down. Yeah. Stinks. I hate it. Mm. Hate quitting stuff. But sometimes you don't have a choice. Mm. I used to be super organized and detail-oriented, like very detail-oriented. And now, not so much. Hmm. It's okay. Was there a... So do you feel like you've had a getting-to-know-you period with yourself? Like, is that how... Are are there personality differences? You would say I'm kind (laughs) of a different kind of person, or...? I'm a little more relaxed. Oh, that's helpful. Because I'm super honest up front. I have gone through a huge personality change that way of, it's like I almost can't say something that's not true. Like, I cannot blow (laughs) smoke. Like, I cannot say. Lack the, like, BS, like. (laughs) But sometimes the tact. Yeah. So I get myself in trouble sometimes. Uh Um, But I just can't. There's not enough. And that's a new thing. That that wasn't Yeah, you the last. 20. No. Oh, yeah. No. Huh. <laughs> no, I was a gifted liar then. Oh, what? Yeah, I was really good at it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, probably the last 10 years have been very, um, yeah. Well, I want to talk about all that stuff, but let's get back to Scrabble. Yeah. So <laughs> you play Scrabble online, and that is, that like suits your the way your mind's working right mm-hmm. now yeah that's enough complicated yeah you think in words like yeah. words are right good my for thing. you yeah pictionary is not your thing no words are your thing. <laughs> yeah words are my thing and yeah. i love them yeah. and they're creative and people that tend to play scrabble are kind of your nerdier yeah people that appreciate the similar things but that's the fun thing about yeah. finding a a community of people that yeah. are around a, a certain hobby or whatever is that you do all you don't have to explain yourself no when you walk in the room right we all know that we all love words and there's probably some other things probably there's some poetry fans in the room or yeah some people who've you know you walk into a locker room and go anybody reading good books and you might not get an answer (laughs) but at the scrabble table you might get a better answer yes except i did have a guy want to play dirty scrabble and I was like, mm, you're going away. That made me feel icky. Command you. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. how you get rid of people as command Goodbye. Q? Yeah, I quit. Dirty they go away. Scrabble. I know. Who knew? The depravity of man <laughs> they, yeah. knows you know, no limits. No they limits. can turn anything no bad. That's, right? that's what every junior hire is doing with Scrabble. 
Yeah. <laughs> how many dirty words they could spell yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah so my kids kind of have inherited even though i shouldn't speak for every junior high that's oh, what no. i was doing that's in junior high. That sure. was tough. sure there's some better ones out there hopefully not what my kids were doing in junior high but who knows yeah i don't know definitely dave wasn't yeah at the time because he's such a um he's so black and white mm. like he memorized lists of words mm. Mm. Yeah, nice. like he knew every two-letter word, three-letter word, four-letter word, wow. five vowel dumps. Wow. Like, yeah, so he was super focused that way. And super... Uh, Nerdy. Verbal. Verbal. Well, yeah. Yeah. All of mine. Yeah. They're, they're not kind of Bob that way. I always say I'm... <laughs> I'm like there's dyslexia and I always say I'm hyperlexic. Like I lack the ability to think in pictures. Like Mm -hmm. if you ask me to do an art project, I will draw pictures of words. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Like I, I like words hanging on the wall and you know what I mean? Oh, my family has limited me. (laughs) Are you cut off from live, love, laugh signs? I am, but, but I've worked it out. Which is also how I roll. And so now I took over this loft in our house. Yeah. And it's mine. I can put up as many signs with words there. All right. And I want. <laughs> and I will. What What's your go-to? Is it like old barn wood with something painted? Or is it like fluorescence? Or... Everything. Okay. Yeah. I'm a fan. I like it. Yeah. Hobby Lobby just mm. pushes me over the edge. <laughs> is that right? Oh, it's going to be the demise of the yep. Celine family. <laughs> I'm glad Guitar Center is as far away as it is. Uh, yeah. 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 It's probably best. Yeah, it's really helpful that it stays where it is because if it was on the way home from work, yeah. it'd be a much be bigger dangerous. problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for Bob to make me get a job at a Hobby Lobby or Home Well, Goods you know or... what I always tell young people is get a job someplace you want the discount. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or our kids should do that. Right. Work somewhere where we want the discount. Oh, <laughs> it's all about me. Uh, that's what Lauren's dad was doing when uh, she was applying for Pebble Beach. He's like, "Yes, go, go, go." Yeah, that's right. Right, <laughs> right? it can work for us. That's yep, not yep. a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of my kids now needs to work for an airline. I think. Mm. Uh, get those. Yeah, get those that would miles. be great, wouldn't it? It would be the. They're not cooperating though, my children. I have noticed I have noticed that kids tend to Do follow their want. own path. Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. My, my kids were sitting around, we're at the dinner table the other night and um one of my daughters said something about I wanna be anywhere but here, you know, and and um The joy of family dinner. Yeah, and and <laughs> and she said, like I wanna go to Maine. And the other daughter was like, Me too. I wanna go to Maine. And I was like, fine, you people go yeah. to Maine. See if I ever visit. Like, yeah, I'll just be here sad. Yeah. That's all. I'm glad just to crying. give you just yeah. in tears, thinking about how you didn't love me back. Mm-hmm. I, that's, that's what I'll be doing. Yeah. Yeah. My kids are, um, I'm feeling the pain. The youngest one went to college. That's right. Doesn't miss me yet. Is that right? Yeah. How He's often good. are you getting calls? <laughs> <laughs> Does he know his phone works that way? I've had two. Okay, he's two like, in a month, six to weeks. To be honest, six weeks. He's done better than that's I not, did. That's not bad. Really? I accidentally didn't call my parents for like three months. <gasps> yeah, and, and I, I met I, your mom. I like her. I know. I lo- oh, I love my parents. I love my parents, and I did miss them. I just didn't. I call, called yeah. my dad, and he goes, "Hey, you're alive." <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was always when my parents didn't live here. 
I have I have breakfast with the same dudes every Tuesday morning, and then the commute from breakfast to work was like the that time I called time. my dad. So mm. like if, if we didn't connect anywhere yeah. else, we we're gonna we yeah. were gonna connect Tuesday mornings. That was always yeah. It, it, you got to have those like yeah something areas in place. of discipline because yeah. even if you're a freshman at college and yeah. you know from our perspective they have nothing but time. They say I'm so busy. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but. There's always something to do. There's always yeah. something to fill your time. So, mm. huh, I'm bored. I'm gonna uh-huh. give mom a call. That's you gotta, yeah, gotta schedule some time. Yeah. So, uh, are you calling him? No. No. Did you go to the? <laughs> did you go to the the orientation where they get you in a room and say don't call your kids? And... No, I heard about it though. Yeah. <laughs> it's my third kid. I don't go. To I stood up and yelled, "Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> These are my children." I didn't actually. Oh, that'd be to. funny. I, <laughs> I would dare say, you. I want to see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we would film that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have all boys. Yep. And I totally get that guys and like if I had had a daughter, it probably would have been different. Yeah, could be. And I want him to miss me. Yes. And call me because he wants to. Yeah. So. Dude. Life is suffering. There's no getting around it. Like, <laughs> it's what we're hoping. Yeah. Like, there, you can't win. Yeah. If you... As a parent. Yeah, you so. don't want children who can't function on their own. Right. Or can't make life happen on their own and be a meaningful part of society. Yep. Also, you want them to be in their childhood bedroom so you know where they are at yes. all times <laughs> and know they're safe. You, um, when our oldest came back from college for the first time at a Christmas break mm. and... She went to bed or something like I, I forget what it was, but I remember locking the door and going, ah, oh, they're, they're all here. Yes, because it's such a huge change when one of them goes away, because you take that kind of for granted that they're yeah. all where they're supposed to be. And you can wrap your head around that. And then when they first go, it's hard from the you know I and I thought about it because I wouldn't have articulated I'm worried about her. Yeah. I wasn't worried about her. She's right. got all she needs. She's a smart. She yes. can do everything she needs to do. Yeah. More functional than I am in many ways. Yes, I get it. But we you know, Tiffany and I talked about it. They hand you this baby. Yeah. And you're like, "Where'd this come from again?" Like, "Okay, <laughs> this is a human, you tell me." And, and what do I do with and it? And I'm you're just going to let I'm leaving now unless somebody stops me. Yes. And, um, and you know, I'll be right back after I get the car seat fastened and then you're back in two hours because yes. that thing's impossible the first totally time Totally impossible. And so you hold this baby and uh-huh. from that moment, yeah. your whole life really is revolving around keeping them safe and thriving. And so then to say that is no longer my role. Right. That's a weird thing. It's hard. I read this. There was this, there's this quote I read somewhere that to have a child is to commit for the rest of your life to have part of your heart be out walking around somewhere like i don't like that at all no it's, it's yeah. very yeah. uncomfortable like yeah. well you know what it is is our perception of having control too and maybe it's not everybody i'm a control person possibly I'm a with issues control freak i don't <laughs> present like one but yeah. i actually am yeah yeah and so then that lack of control becomes very obvious when they like the first time they spend the night at someone's house or the first time they go to camp Mm -hmm. it's all these baby steps to them leaving for college or moving out and you know moving to another state and And i'm sure you're with me like i'm all for it like go get it i'm cheering for you it's great i wouldn't have it any other way it it but sometimes in life 
there are things that have unintended consequences or unexpected yeah. results that you just go, I didn't, yeah. I didn't anticipate right. feeling that way. Yeah, it's hard. So all three of yours are out. Let's go back to the very beginning. Where are you from? Um, I moved here when I was 10. When you were 10? Yeah. Where, before 10, where were you? Santa Maria. Oh, hey. really? And did be- you know Patrick Hawks hails did, from Santa Maria? I did know this because yep. I was at the bridal shower. So before that, I was in this little town that's so cool when actually somebody knows it. So outside of Santa Barbara, there's this little town called Carpinteria. Hi. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. I grew up there. Okay. Yeah, we lived in the same apartment complex as my grandparents. Oh. And I was the first grandkid on oh. both sides. So. Yeah, I'm plenty su- of attention. I'm super special. Yeah, <laughs> still yes. am. Good, oh, clearly. Yeah, I know. Thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah. So moved here. When you say here, where on the peninsula? Monterey. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Went Mon- to San Carlos. Went to San Carlos. Uh, yeah, we were a Catholic family. Okay. Went to Catholic school every year except ninth grade. That is a very poor year to choose public school. If you use yeah, that school. is that is like, hey, everybody yeah. is more uncomfortable than they were ever be in oh. their whole life, and you're oh. the new kid and don't know anybody. That's oh. hard. What, we, we went, was we that went Monterey from High? Uh, no, um, well, Colton at the oh, time. Oh, was a ninth grade school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and I, I just public schools had so much stuff, yes. cool stuff. Yes, like they had music and they had, you know, that, and I just thought, kids. Well, not in uniform, not in uniform. Yeah, that was huge. But I went hustling back to Catholic school. Okay. After that. So where'd you graduate from? Notre Dame in Salinas. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Took the bus hour and 15 minutes each way. Right on. Wearing a uniform on the bus. That's on the public bus, not yeah, a shuttle bus. or something. You oh, took yeah, they didn't MST. Have it. Yep. Is that right? Yep. And there were no shortcuts. And was that, <laughs> I guess, maybe from San Carlos, you had some friends that had transferred over there yeah it's just um that's funny i've i know lots of people that went to palma i don't know if mm -hmm. i know anybody who went to notre dame i went to palma i took latin one and two and driver's ed (laughs) yeah driver's ed in school that was the way it was Mm -hmm. supposed to be right that was a much better plan yeah because you got some coach who doesn't care that just well this is how you do it this online thing is just it's no good at all and expensive yeah groupon 15 bucks on Groupon. I'm, I'm serious. Done. I'm yeah. done. Buddy. Yeah, that's true. Okay. You're not doing that anymore. For the anymore. rest of you, Groupon. There it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. This this podcast not sponsored by <laughs> not sponsored by Groupon. Uh, <laughs> we need a sponsor. I feel we like do. I feel like we should do that. Yes, only good ones though. Yeah. Nobody right. that we'd be embarrassed of their logo. Or... Well, now that you say that, I yeah. cannot think of one institution that I would be fully behind a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> this this home this, goods. <laughs> Is that Hobby the Lobby. Okay. The, this, I'm a shopper. She's I think this discounts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this podcast sponsored by the Men's Breakfast. That's yes. Just by the yeah. Women's Servant Leadership Team. Yeah. Um, See, so I did go to Palma to meet the boys. Yes. And I was shy. Okay. So I took Latin one and two, which turns out you only meet the really kind of dorky guys. Well, the kids that can thrive in Latin. Yeah. We had a class like that at Garden Grove High School there. I think seven public high schools in Garden Grove, but Garden Grove High is the only one that taught Latin. Mm-hmm. And so if you wanted your kid to go to Garden Grove High School instead of one of the little bit rougher schools, mm-hmm. they took Latin. Yeah. So that's a very self-selecting yeah. 
yeah. crowd and yeah. the the valedictorian was coming out of that class there was no <laughs> uh, us kids taking spanish there were yeah not the valedictorian was not coming from our class okay so what's life like at notre dame would you were you in clubs or so i was shy and quiet yeah and um, I played volleyball terribly. Okay. Because all the other girls went to these camps that and I didn't even know about. And yeah. Yeah. And I was klutzy and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some, but no. made some friends doing that? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I always had a few friends, not a big group, but mm-hmm. a few good friends. And Is that still how you feel you thrive best is a few good friends? I'm super blessed with a lot of friends. That's cool. And I, I maybe it's just because I've stayed in one area for such a long time. Yeah. And I've been involved in a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, my mom wasn't involved with anything except us. Mm-hmm. And then when we got to be older teens, she fell apart. Yep. And all I saw from that was I did not gain a whole lot of empathy <laughs> yeah. for my mom. I just decided then and there that would not be me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, family is an idol that mm -hmm. nobody will ever challenge you on. Mm -hmm. You just look like a good person. You just look like what a great mom, what a great dad. Mm -hmm. But then if you've put them in the place where God was supposed to be and they, like we've been talking about, they will leave you. It will fall apart and you figure that out. Yeah. That, and that I have a lot of sympathy for, yeah, because I know I'm even like participating in that. Like it's hard to keep, yeah, your kids in the, the right place because yeah. they're so demanding and hard to raise. And, and also I like them a lot. Yes. I enjoy <laughs> being with my kids a yes. lot. And yeah. so that's hard. So you saw that in your mom and you thought yeah. maybe the anecdote to that is to always get have involved things on my own that aren't kid related, that aren't PTA. <clears throat> yeah. You, but you've participated in a lot of that too. You've yeah. been super active in those kind of things. Sure. But then, so what have been some of the things that you latched onto? So, um, so I went to Shoreline for many years mm-hmm. and, um, when some very cool gals decided to start Shoreline preschool, Oh yeah. um, I jumped in on that board and was on it for longer than I should have, but yeah. probably 12 years. Yeah. <clears throat> and I met a lot of people. And as I've gotten more senile, I cannot remember both the mom's name and the kid's name. It's one or the other. One or the other. Yeah. So the other one is <laughs> Sally and Sally's mom yes, or, or honey, Julie and her daughter. Yeah. You're the best, babe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, they say, they say uh, Babe Ruth couldn't remember anybody's name. So he called everybody kid. Oh, and so works. I've adopted that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, kid, what's yeah. going on, brother? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. What's his name again? <laughs> and, and when you get to this point, even if you know their name fully, you can totally have a brain fart and it just leaves your head. Okay. <laughs> I I'm I might be saying this and the two of you and everybody listening will <laughs> will cringe, but I will be sitting with somebody and in my head I will be going, I know his name's Patrick. Uh-huh. I'm 100% sure his name's Patrick. There's no doubt in my mind that his name's Patrick, but I cannot bring myself to pull the trigger Just in, in case. case I'm wrong. <laughs> and yep. and uh, so that's uh, where I live a lot. Yeah, well, I, I've told everyone in my family, if we run into someone and I don't introduce you, your job is to go, hey, I'm John. Yes. What was your name? Yes. So I can go, yes, So my now, their name. My now 13-year-old... <laughs> When she was maybe six, 
we went to, I was a youth pastor and in my youth pastor duties, I went to some performance thing at Carmel High School uh, to watch one of my students do whatever it was they were doing. And, <laughs> and so I brought Isabel along so she could, you know, hang out Help. with me. Yeah. And so I wouldn't have to sit there by myself. Have a little daddy-daughter date. And um, so we saw a kid who had like been to the group once or twice several months ago. I couldn't put a name on this kid, but of course they, Grant, how yeah. are you? Uh, you know? And um, and so Isabel looked up at me and said, hey, dad, what's their name? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I said, okay, yeah. new rule. Yeah. You can help daddy. Yeah. Look, daddy's kind of dumb. <laughs> daddy doesn't know what everybody's <laughs> name is. If you could help daddy yeah. and say, hi, Work I'm Isabel. Yeah, yeah, that would be super helpful. Be fantastic. Yeah. 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 It, it's hard. And, and so um, the part of me that is empathetic, when I see someone that struggles with that, yeah. I'll go, Laura. That's right. Wait, what were you again? That's right. And, yeah. You know. Because we all have that. We it's do. true. Yeah, there's so much There's so much of just the the failures of everyday life that are universal to everybody, yes. but we're all working so hard to hide them. Yep. When maybe we should just wear name tags and give everybody some grace. Absolutely. And just like, be like, hey, we'll get through this together, whatever your name is. Absolutely. <laughs> it yes. doesn't mean I don't care. It just means I'm dumb. <laughs> well, that's why it's hard to have teenagers because they can't imagine anything like that happening to them. And so Sure. Well, they they go to the same building with the <laughs> yes. with the same group of people yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, I went for a long time where my kids were just like she is dumber than a rock. And and then they'll come around. They get a little older yeah. and they go, "Well, maybe she's just a pebble." Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not as a rock. Uh, maybe that'd a, be exaggerating. We're, we're at least houseplant at uh, this point. Uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so you moved here when you're 10. You go to, oh, what was your first car? We always want to know. I know, Bob said that was a yeah. question. It's the only real every question for That's, every podcast. Which is funny. Um, it was a, a Rambler. Nice. nice. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. No. And <laughs> A Nash Rambler? Is that what those were? Mm, uh, no, Rambler no. was its own company. Rambler yeah. was its own company. Uh, was it? An ambassador or something I like that? I don't know. I okay. didn't care. I didn't. One of these? More like this. Yeah. Yeah. Rambler Which classic. And what am I thinking of? Is Nash Rambler not a thing? Did I make that up out of... But my brother bought one of those cars when he was in college. Um, so probably around 2001, I think. He bought it for $200 <laughs> because it... Overpaid I, it did have an engine. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It did have an engine. Just didn't run. But it didn't run, yeah. and it was beat up. It, it you know, it was. Did it he was make it happen? Did he put it all? Yeah. And it came and sat <laughs> in my mom's front yard. His his <laughs> his eyes were bigger in his stomach. Huh? He tried. Well, he that's tried. cool. Thank that's you. a pretty cool car. Um, no, it stopped on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, I think your first car's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. And right about over by MPC Aguajito and yep. right there. It and just stopped. Yeah, just stop. I'd have to push it. Ooh, that's a big heavy car to push. That is yeah. a big heavy, heavy car Yeah, no, and then I told my parents that was really stupid. I didn't want that car. Yes. And they said that all the money that I was going to pay for it, they were going to give it back to me afterwards. Mm. Then it didn't happen because mm. I told them I didn't want that car. <laughs> mm. well, so whatever. You can't win them all. Yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't love it. I was not committed to it. I think that that's <laughs> maybe best case scenario, though, is that mm. you have, although maybe one that lasts you a little more, but mm. um, yeah, learning mm. 
on a great car is not necessarily so wise. my mom loves like 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 cars like so i learned on a, a shelby mustang 66 Ooh, oh. that's how what i learned to drive on oh yes it was beautiful yeah and it went fast yeah <laughs> and <laughs> we're speeders in my family in my side of the family and so my mom would take it out and just like you gotta blow the cobwebs out somehow (laughs) (laughs) and she'd get a ticket and have to explain it to my dad oh man yeah that's a cool car. that was a nice car so what's after high school look like for you so i was not a good student Mm -hmm. um so all i wanted from school was to be out out done i didn't know what i wanted to do are, I you, wasn't. are you saying you can live a full and happy and fulfilled life with lots of different paths? <laughs> Turns out. Do tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I got, so I had some cool jobs mm. because um, people hired me. Yeah. They shouldn't have all hired me. Um, oh, it's been my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> after, so we got married and then when we moved back to the Bay Area, back here, um, I interviewed for a software company for tech support. And they, the main question, he was like, well, what kind of Mac do you use? Well, Bob was the one who was really good. Mm-hmm. And so I said, oh, well, we've got a, whatever we had, a Mac yeah. SE and na, 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 na. And so the guy assumed mm-hmm. that I would be great at tech support and mm. know a ton mm. about Macs. And I didn't. <laughs> But I loved the job after the first three months. It was super painful for the first three months. Man, that's good advice too. That even mm. if it's super painful for the next three uh, months, you might find a you might find a groove. Yeah, you might learn how to do the job eventually yeah. and be successful. But every day I went home and cried. Mm. I told Bob, "I am not going back. My brain hurts. You can't make me. My brain, yeah, my brain is not shaped like this. This is not yeah. like Scrabble at all. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it didn't. Um, the people part of it, being on the phone, the customer service part of it, um, that was easy. Yep. And, but the technical part of it was hard. And people, tech support people fall into one category or the other. Like for Bob doing tech support, mm-hmm. the technical part was easy. The people part was yeah, really hard, painful for him. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are mad. They're experiencing whatever emotion. Mm-hmm. Nobody calls tech support because they're having Happy. a good day. Yeah, yeah. They do not call you to thank you. Right. They've already tried. They've, they've gotten to the end of everything they know to do, yep. which for some people is just nothing. Oh. And some people as they've been working oh. on this all day. And... Yeah. They can call and scream at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I only cried once. That's great. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you said move back. So did so you get married and we both jump town? ended well, <laughs> um, Bob moved up to the Bay Area. Okay. And he hadn't asked me to marry him yet. Mm. So technically, I followed him, mm-hmm. but I had a good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> up there? Up there. Okay. Yeah. And then he finally asked me to marry him. Well, that was good of him. Yeah. <sighs> took him long enough. Well, because <laughs> <laughs> it was clearly the right thing <laughs> when you win the lottery you don't you, yes. you don't like waste time going yeah. and cashing in the ticket exactly yeah. but he did yeah, yeah. no well, it's right. it's all right yeah no and then when we talked about really where was home okay where was home where do we want to raise kids mm. it was down here yeah so we moved back 
All right. How'd you and Bob meet? Is that a good story? It is. All right, let's hear it. All my stories are good, Grant. Come I, on. I'm starting what? to understand. You know, know, people always go, people always go, the podcast out. What are we going to talk for an hour? And I go, oh, trust me. No, no. It's easy. Yeah, this is going to be a 10 hour podcast, so get comfortable. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to coach a soccer game in six hours. So. Oh, all right, I'll hurry. Ah. All right. <laughs> um, I work, so back up. I. When, when I didn't have a job I liked, I would go babysit kids because I thought kids were fun. Okay. It was babies I was a little scared of. But mm-hmm. so I babysat for this family and I called it nannying because I was a certain age. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and this, you babysit in high school as a grown Yes, then you nanny. Um, so I was a nanny and the dad was a doctor, but the mom with this other mom owned a software store called The Right Bite. All right. Which is funny. It was Mm -hmm. a teeny store. B-Y-T-E. Yep. Yep. It was a teeny, teeny store. And so I would be at home with the kids and they thought they taught me how to use their Apple IIc. I had never touched a computer and but they wanted to play with me. Did you have Bank Street Rider as the word processor? Well, when you're playing, you don't use Bank Street Rider. What Oregon Trail? <laughs> no. Carmen San Diego. There you go. Oh, now we're talking. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I had an Apple IIc and there was definitely <laughs> yes. some Carmen San Diego. Yes. Yeah. So um she was not an organized consistent gal. So she ended up finally saying, you know what? I can get anyone to babysit my kids. Come work with me in the store. You can manage it. And I was like, right on, a manager. How old are you at this point? Uh, 20. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Management material. No, maybe a little older. Maybe I was 22. Okay. Um, So the right bite was next to the car wash in Monterey. Mm -hmm. Ellis Darrow Car Wish. And then we moved onto Pacific Street right across from there was this big store called Computer Craft mm. that sold hardware and software and Bob was the manager of that store. Mm. So his assistant manager, this big guy named Michael Wanchow, super funny, he used to come over mm. and say, Carol, you are working in the wrong place. Why are you still here? <laughs> come work for us. And I was like, no, like this was my first job that um, and it was like your friend who you were working for, mm. or at least somebody who like picked you directly. Yes. And... Yeah. So I definitely felt a level of yeah. responsibility. And I had, because I didn't know I was good with customers, that was how I learned mm. that like I had certain customers that I knew would buy certain things. So I would call them, let oh. them know I had it and I was holding it for them. And so you got to do cool customer service stuff because... I did what I wanted in there as long as I was mm. doing the job. Yeah. And I wasn't even really sure what the job it's was. It's kind of your domain. You <laughs> could, if you wanted to stack them on that shelf, you could, and you yep. were. And I could order what I wanted. Yeah. Um, so it was a freedom yeah. that you don't have when you work for a bigger company. Well, especially that, at that age. Like yeah. very few of us at yeah. 22 are told yeah. anything except here's a broom, go push right. it. Yeah. yeah. She, <clears throat> yeah. She was just thrilled that somebody else was doing it. And cool. so. So Mike tried to talk me into coming over, and so he told Bob, you need to go meet this girl, because we should hire her. I'm working on it. And so Bob came over, and I knew who he was, and we just talked for forever. Mm. And I just liked him. Yeah. Just liked him a lot. He's a likable guy. He is. Yep. He is. (laughs) Um, 
It turns out, though, the dirtbag, he <laughs> thought it would be better to date me and ask mm-hmm. me out than to hire me. Than hire you, yeah. Yeah. But in the conversations, I was, this was before Jesus, kids, I was living with a boyfriend mm-hmm. that I'd been living with for four years. <clears throat> yeah. And when Bob heard that, he told Mike, all right, let's just hire her then. Oh, funny. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but then probably three months into the job, I broke up with that boyfriend. Hmm. And I kind of had to make Bob date me. He, hmm. he thought it was inappropriate. I was, I worked for him. Mm. And I was like, well, you don't pay me that much. I think I work <laughs> anywhere. If you think this job is that <laughs> Yeah, good, come on. That. Yeah, so I told him I could quit. Was whatever. Bob a believer at this point? He, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was the one that was like, yeah. not so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I told him he should not have married me. I learned that after. <laughs> He married me, but hey, chalk one up for missionary dating. Yeah, we, you know, that's, that's not what we try to teach that's, for everybody, but every but once in a while it, it works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was. What was cool about having him be my boss was I had a very healthy respect for how hard he worked. Oh uh, yeah. Because um, he's always been a serious, intense, hard worker. Hard-working guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he liked to do weird stuff that I think is really boring. He's super into like spreadsheets and graphs and yeah. <laughs> I have a friend who says there is no problem in life that can't be solved with an Excel spreadsheet. Oh. <laughs> and Bob I go, loves that's them. great because yeah. Lauren might agree with that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's awesome, man. So but um, but Bob loves those the way I love words. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they just don't talk to each other. But... Can, right. The yeah. same way that a beautiful poem like puts me at ease, mm-hmm. makes me peaceful inside. Mm-hmm. That's my he, friend sees spreadsheets that yep. way. Yeah, weird, hmm. but cool. Praise the Lord, we're all yes. in our spot. Yeah. So <laughs> how long after working there and whatever did you guys get married? Three years. Three years. It felt like a long time. Yeah. And in that time, there was a job change and a move up to... So he, yeah, he got promoted to a really big superstore. So then we dated, you know, long distance because mm-hmm. it was it was up in um, Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. and um so then i decided that's just ridiculous so i got promoted <laughs> up to the big san jose store okay yeah and then i got laid off mm. oh and bob knew that i was getting laid off mm. before that's i did and he didn't tell me yeah oh i was mad uh, that's hard i don't mm. know what you do yeah. yeah yeah so then i just got cool jobs yeah when did jesus come into the picture um so he was always in the picture. It's just I knew who. I I I didn't know him. Mm. I just kind of knew who he was. Because you grew up basically. Catholic. Yep. So there was some there was a religious structure. Yeah, absolutely. And you kind of you knew maybe what yep. God thought was right and wrong yep. or some sense of that. But just as yeah. as far as like growing in a relationship with him, that came. Later. Yeah, I didn't have it. Yeah, one of the things that is not that is a fault of mine that I don't admire about myself is I don't ask a lot of questions. Sometimes I don't always think oh, that's interesting. outside the box. If someone would tell me something, which is how they do mm-hmm. Catholics. Um, I believed it. Yeah. But then it was when, and so, okay. So I used to get really bored in church. And so what? It, I know, <laughs> I I'm know. Bored. So in, I get bored in church when I'm preaching. Sermons. <laughs> it's okay. No, you are not boring. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, 
in like fourth grade, they offered to teach us how to play the guitar, but you had to play in church. And I was like, right on, then I'll have something to do. Yeah, yeah. that's why I'm in worship teams, yeah. <laughs> right? That's, and a so, group of us did that in Catholic high school as yeah. well. We're like, if we have to sit through mass, we're going to at least play the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And so, so do I, you play the guitar? So that is one of the things that um, was hard. So I was never a gifted musician, but I was consistent and yeah. persistent. So, yeah. mm. and and that was my happy place when I was mad at my family. I would just go play on my guitar. And... Oh, welcome to how we all learn <laughs> yeah. to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the great outlet for yes. teenage angst. All man. teenagers. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's what I always say. If you're a teenager, mm-hmm. you should learn to play the guitar. Yeah. It is the best yeah, it's the healthiest outlet. It is. I can think of. It is. It was. It was great for me. Yeah. Um, so I played in a group, but when I got here to San Carlos, mm-hmm. they're like, "Wait, you know how to play the guitar?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> the nuns. They mm-hmm. were. I was the nuns' favorite because yeah. I played the guitar. Yeah. Um, but it also let me do every other bad thing, because mm. they didn't believe that I would do that because I played the guitar. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Um, so then we played two masses every Sunday the whole time, my whole teen years. And so I was still doing that when I was early 20s. We yeah. played up at DLI. They actually, okay. my, I have um, a set of girlfriends that are twins, and they had ridiculously awesome voices. Mm. Have, not had. Mm-hmm. And one of them, that's, we, we got paid to play up there. And so I, I invited Bob because I thought he would think this was awesome. Yeah. And he came, and I was super proud, and I was like, hey, are you going to come every week? And he went, no. (laughs) Why not? Why wouldn't you? And so what was great about Bob was he would just ask me questions. He never pushed anything, just like, tell me about, um, like, why do they do certain things? Mm -hmm. And I I found myself saying, yeah, but I don't believe that a lot. Yeah. But I didn't know it until Bob asked me. Mm-hmm. And so then I kind of came to the point of like, I don't think I'm a Catholic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's really huge things that I don't believe. Yeah. And then when Bob and I got married, we needed to find a church that we would both be comfortable with. So yep. we went church hopping and we'd go yep. to breakfast afterwards and talk about because we came from different things that we're comfortable with right and ended up at shoreline for 20 years and what a and a place where you grew and went to my first bible study early on i was terrified yeah i was terrified because the kind of catholic i was you didn't even i think i had to buy a bible yeah so that you know um yeah and so i don't know if it's parish to parish or what it is but i certainly know catholic folks that have a deep Yes. love relationship with Absolutely. Christ and and Baptists who don't you yep. know like it, yes. it's not that at all but, but that, that was the type of Catholic I was yeah I have uh, some actually Tiffany has a friend who's I don't know somehow I know the story of of um, these folks who went to Israel hmm. and the tour guides were saying so this is the site and you can read about it in Matthew whatever mm-hmm. and that was the first time they'd opened their Bible they'd right. been to church their whole lives and had never opened their Bibles right. and really it all just came alive to them and right. it was like all of the structure began to make sense yes well and then you think why how did I go that long without, uh, without 
right meeting Jesus right yeah, so but then um, it was hard for me because and I was surrounded by really really um, faithful believers who yeah. knew him well mm. um, but I just have a nature that rebels yeah and I know too. everybody does to a point uh, I'm bad that way. Yeah. I can make my own rules and rebel against them. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, um, yeah. In my, in my, uh, where I grew up and whatever we call that punk rock. That's, mm-hmm. that's the whole point is sticking it to the man and, yep. and being anti whatever the establishment is. I know I'm against it. I don't, right. I don't know what it is or understand it at all, but I know I'm not for it. And, and, um, you know, I, I really, that's one of the, that's one of the big reasons why only Jesus makes sense to me yes. is like the, the list of rules was never going to work for me yeah. in any way. Cause quite frankly, because I, I, you meet so few people that follow all of them. Mm-hmm. And I always knew that if there was a standard, I certainly was not able to live up to it yeah. and needed something other than yeah. be good. That wasn't yeah. going to work for me. Yeah. No, no. But I had, but it's like I had to kind of start over. Yeah. Um, and and it was kind of a struggle. And so I almost like grew up with my kids that way. Oh, how cool. Of, um, wow, Jesus said that? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. go figure out where that was. So I worked in children's ministry, but I never wanted to work with anybody who could ask a question. Yeah. Because I was um, afraid. Yeah. And I'm still not a fan of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that I think for most of us, the one of the biggest ways you you put pieces together or one, I shouldn't say for everybody, but for one of the easiest ways to have to force yourself to put some of the pieces together is have to teach. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you say yes to leading a little junior high group or, yes. you know, when I was in high school or just out of high school, I was leading, you know, just the fifth and sixth grade Sunday school. Oh, fifth and sixth graders will ask oh. you whatever is on their mind and you'll be teaching about the Bible story is something <laughs> totally unrelated. And then they're asking about if dogs go to heaven and you're yes. like, I have no idea, man. I, yes. If you want them to, it's yeah. fine with me if your dog's in heaven. But yeah. that sounds like a lot of dogs. I don't know. <laughs> Where were they? Put them? I don't know. Um, and, and then uh, do cats go? Because yeah, really right. if dogs do. I, I yeah. feel I'm comfortable keeping cats out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know what I'm talking about? I do. There is that like, yes. oh, my gosh, do I have to have all these answers? And and uh, but that it's I think that's some of the by the sweat of your brow that you learn stuff is. Yeah. And I bet having, you know, and I know having kids, kids is huge in that where they're yes. they're trying to put all the pieces of reality in the universe and sin and death and whatever together yeah. and. And aren't looking for, and you know, your kids, and I think they get this from you, like easy answers are not, mm. not what we're after. No. You want to know the truth right. about things. Right. You don't want to, you don't want to have a false. Yes. This is, this was easy. It's good enough. No. 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 They didn't like my answers always anyway, though. Yeah. That, it's that, okay. That's that sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, the hugest concept that I struggled with. I don't think I struggle with it anymore. Maybe um, just forgiveness. Yeah. I a, a still certain songs just bust me up and mm. I cannot mm. contain tears. Yeah. Just because it's 
it was so hard for me to wrap my head around because I had done so much that was bad. Yeah. That felt like no one should forgive this. I don't deserve it. And that's the thing is when you learn, no, you don't deserve it. No one does. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I don't know. I always thought I was worse. Yeah. I relate to that. Mm -hmm. I understand that feeling. I I feel like we're all kind of wired either either irrationally thinking we're better or irrationally thinking we're worse. You know, you look at everybody else and go, they all have their act together. Yeah, I still experience that. I get in a room full of pastors and I go, Mm. what am I doing here? This doesn't seem Mm. like these people seem like they don't struggle or that they have some like that this is all easier for them in some way like i'm hanging on by the skin of my teeth and they seem like they're yeah putting it all together in a really easier way and yeah i do have friends a lot of friends that really i mean from about 15 16 Mm. they have been just faithful believers and so my best friend asked like how did you justify that like living with ed and sleeping you know with him and how did you justify that in your head and i'm thinking how do you not understand that yeah (laughs) and she really really didn't yeah um because she wasn't um sure i don't she wasn't hardwired yeah to not follow rules yeah and, and we all have blind spots too. There's we could look at any of our life yeah. lives and go, how do you justify yeah. this behavior where yes. I've got my act so together in that area? Right. And um, and you know, I mean, again, I think the you know sin is so, just so tempting, so beautiful at first, so like <laughs> you know that whole sweet to the taste buds, bitter on yes. bitter in your tummy kind of thing. Like the so you either have legalism, yeah, or permissiveness. And both of those yeah. are, I'm the center of both of those, first mm. of all. They're all about me, either mm. one. But but depending on your personality, depending on the season of life, depending on the topic, it's really tempting to stay away from those extremes and just kind of humbly walk in our own lack in Jesus' fullness. Yeah. Well, hey, can we talk about uh, like health stuff? Because that's been a real journey for you. Mm-hmm. And then I would love, if you're comfortable with it, um, talking about... Christian therapy, because this is something that just people don't talk about enough. And I I feel like it's, you know, the, the knock is like, oh, in church, we should talk about this more. Well, we're all talking about in the quad Mm -hmm. (laughs) when we're having dinner at each other's house. We're all talking about like how you, how you make it through this world and how you get healthy and whatever. Um, It doesn't make it into sermons very often because I I don't know why. Maybe I should force it in there more, but, Um, um, but you know what I'm talking about. You're doing great. Don't worry, we're fa- you, we're fans. Thank you very much. Here's that fan yeah, that I there bought. You go. Okay, um, <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about health stuff first. It's been a journey over the, a decade or so. Um, longer. Okay. I've had um, 14 surgeries. Yeah. In just over 20 years. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, Bob's been a trooper. Yeah. That's why when he had an accident, I didn't even know what to do. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm always like, the one. What would Bob do in this situation? <laughs> oh. Oh, he was bleeding all over his head, and he had to tell me where to park for the uh, ER. Yeah, that's <laughs> I didn't know because yeah. I'm out of it when we end up at ER. Yeah. I don't have to know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just a lot of surgeries and complications. And, and um, you said the word chemo, which. Yeah, cancer. I had breast cancer in 2009. Yeah. And. That's something a whole family goes through. Oh. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, my poor kids. I cried a lot. Yeah. And, um, well, and there's some fear mm. of mom being sick. Yeah. Your parents are supposed to be yes. immortal well, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Bob at that time was just always at work. Yeah. And he, raising a family, it takes well, a lot. And, and no, and he drove, he right, commuted commute. almost yeah. an hour and a half each way. Yeah. So my goal in those days was to stay mostly awake until 730. Mm. And then I knew he would be home by eight or 830. And I figured the kids would have to work hard to burn down the house before that. So and that's so hard, just parenting and shifts. Mm. and Yeah, our kids are our biggish age spread so that helped um um i don't even know how old they were in 2009 that would involve math and i don't do math unless i have to um but um like right now dave is 25 turning 26 jake is 22 turning 23 and john is 18 yeah so there's big gaps in between them and dave was kind of born an adult yeah so some of them just come out of the sheet that yeah. way. And so he was just welcome to in. the world. Here's your t- help me with my taxes. Yes. Yeah. yeah and he would. Yeah. Um, I remember the day I caught him alphabetizing the books on his shelf and I thought, oh, God, I love this kid so yeah. much. This is so easy. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So he he would be more, more or less in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, cancer stinks. Yeah. Um, in multiple ways yeah um i don't think i knew what it was like to be just i mean vulnerable in a way that you just you can't do stuff you can't do your job you can't be a mom like i um and i never had an easy time accepting help yeah but you're forced to which you know can totally be a blessing and Oh, my but friends. take some heart. Yeah. I mean, what I, I mean, I hear you say stuff like that. I go, yeah, learning to accept help and hard. be vulnerable is hard. But you throw on top of that, oh my gosh, I'm f- trying to figure out my own mortality mm-hmm. and if I'm going to be here for my kids yep. and the scheduling of oh. when is that thing and what am I supposed to take and which of these bottles does what. There's just a lot of things to get your head around in a right. Like well, that. and there and there's big decisions that you make during it and. Yeah. <sighs> Nobody should be trusted to make those decisions right. when they're in the middle of that's, stuff like that. Uh, that's a good point. But one of the cool things, and I don't know where, um, I don't know how this started, but when I would go to bed um, to sleep, not just to nap or rest, I totally pictured myself curled up in God's hand. Yeah. Right there. Yep. And then I could go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Because I was just gonna be asleep. He was, he was busy taking yeah. care of the world, and I was <laughs> not capable. Huh. And I think, but I think that's the first time I realized how much I think I'm in charge, mm. and I'm not. Well, that's a hard reality because Oof. we're we're we come up, and I do it all the time, telling young people that taking care of your responsibilities is of primary importance in yeah. adult life that that's what makes somebody a worthy man or woman yeah. is to not leech off of others and yep. be autonomous and in fact so autonomous that other people can count on you yeah and i believe all of that right 
But, but then there comes a time when yeah. life throws your curveball and it's hard to. It is. Right. Yeah. So life changed after that, which I think it's supposed to. I think I would imagine you your priorities change. Um, I don't think you put up with stuff as much. Oh, talk about that. What do you that mean? That you would have. Well, so. I, like if you're not happy someplace, you're, you oh, kind yeah. of give yourself permission to go, I Ab don't like it here. Absolutely. <laughs> so maybe it was. You know what? I don't like ballet. I'm not staying. Oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> ballet, holy cow. I would never have been allowed to do that. Um, so it could have been partially my age too. So maybe I was coming into that without cancer. Could yeah. have been nice to skip that. But yeah. um because I said yes to lots of things that were I felt were easy for me to do. Normal people worked a job. I didn't because I had a husband that supported us and said, yeah, I love that you volunteer and you're yeah. hanging with the kids. This is great. Um, I would say yes to lots of things because it would be easy. And I would easily get overwhelmed, sure. overscheduled, sure. overbooked. Mm -hmm. And then my family came last. Yeah. Um, because they'd be fine. And um, when you have cancer, you get to quit everything if you want. And I did. <laughs> that's a get out of yes. committee free card. It was. Yeah, it was. Funny. And and Man, we need to be a church where you don't have to get cancer to say right. I'd be mm -hmm. healthier not here. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's hard. It is hard. It, it's hard. It's hard. Um, and maybe those are right seasons. You know, maybe yeah. like... You know, maybe yeah. it was fine until then. But yeah. yeah, it was just I had I juggled a lot because I had three kids. Sure. And with each thing that they do, the mom uh, there's does. There's a team mom for all of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. or you work. That's right. Whatever. Or you know, the snack shack or, or, and fundraising. All of it. It's of and, 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 and not and, or. And, and. That's right. <laughs> and the same people are, who are good at stuff. Carol yep. was in here oh. last week and we were talking about this where. Yes. Look, the world is never going to tell you. Yeah. Uh, you're doing enough. Yeah. Because you have skills that are really useful. Yes. Like, it's even mm -hmm. true that if you have skills in, in those kind of organizational and things that are helpful mm -hmm. at schools and little leagues and and whatever, most people, even if they helped, wouldn't be as helpful as you. Right. So Right. And, and nice about it and fun right. and whatever. And, right. It's going to go well yeah. if and you're they, involved. And they and don't so, know all the other things that you're doing. They don't. Yeah, that's right. And nobody enjoys you telling them all the things you do. So and it's weird, ask. you know, because um, it's a rare, th and people don't think this is rare, but most people will tell you no if they don't want to do it. It's yeah. not very many people who will say yes, even if they don't really want to do it. So if mm. you're in that category I where was. you go, yeah, I don't, nothing that fires me up about this, but right. yeah, I'll do it. Right. Um, I think people assume. She's super excited about this. When yeah. Not always. No. It's a hard mix, too, because you do have to, like, muscle through. This is good to do, even though. Right. I, but there's a, they just have to. Or find. my kids appreciate it. Or yeah. Bob appreciates right. it. Or a church. They, right. It, yeah. There's just, there's a lot. So when I got cancer, I quit all of it. All of it. Zoop. Nothing. Yeah. Yep. And then really, I really heard that by saying yes to something, you are saying no to something else. Come on now. I know. Mm -hmm. Um, but I had heard that, but then I heard it, like I got it. Like these are choices you're making. And I think maybe especially for believers, there's so many good things. There's infinite. Yes. 
But when you do too many good things, it's not good. And you're diffused and yeah. diluted and really not yes. doing very much good anywhere. Right. Especially at home. Uh, for me. Yeah. For me, especially at yeah. home. Um, so I was super purposeful after that mm. of what I was willing to do and mm-hmm. what I wasn't. And I said no a lot. But when you know a lot of people and they think that you're good at something, you get asked a lot. All so you time. have to say no a lot. Yep. Like when I told, like here, I told Debbie, I don't, I'm not, I don't teach. Like yeah. I don't teach. I don't right. do it. And she kept putting me on his teacher. And finally I was like, <laughs> Hey, why yeah. do you keep putting me on his teacher? I don't teach. <laughs> I told you this. Yeah. And she was like, Oh no, you're, you're, you'd be great. Yeah. Well, you might think that, but I can tell you absolutely, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and... So I can be in there. Maybe I, I would be great at it, but I wouldn't be great at it without putting the energy into it. Yes. And I don't have that energy to put into it. Yep, I don't. I don't. And and I'm a type 1 diabetic, and my sugars, when I, when I get... And I do struggle with depression and anxiety, and yeah. so... Um, I, my sugars go low when I'm working harder at something than I should. Yeah. I, I don't know how that works, but if my anxiety's up, I can just drop. Yeah. Low. And that's not in charge of it sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and that's one of those like getting comfortable with your own limits mm-hmm. where you say, my heart's in that. Mm-hmm. My body won't let me do it. Yep. And just can't. Just can't. And mm-hmm. I tell you, man, uh, they're getting over the guilt of that. Yeah, it's where hard. you know there's a need that yeah. you're not able to fill. Yes. Especially when the truth is we see so many needs that nobody is willing or it, that people who are able to fill them yeah. won't fill them. Right. You know, we think, "Oh, well, that person and that person and that person." And so that kind of like in me anyway, I've learned like that kind of judgment mm-hmm. is like what produces a lot of guilt in me. Yeah. As I'm mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. applying a standard to everybody right. that is not realistic. And it really has made me kind of go, hey, we'll do what we can. What we can't do, we won't do. And it's one of those, that's why family is such an important, yeah. you know, we say that in every, this isn't a company, this is a family. No, it's not, it's a company. <laughs> but it might be a good company, but it's still, mm-hmm. we're here to make money. But, you know, at a church, you just hope it is that if we go without, we go without. Because this is us at peak potential <laughs> this is maybe not that but this is us doing our best right and that's if that's not okay right then we'll say sorry but but i think that's how i ended up jumping into fundraising because oh. lots of people didn't want to do it nobody wants to do that yeah it's hard mm-hmm. and maybe we parts should, of it i enjoy maybe we should talk about young life then Young life, yeah. Um, we're keeping you for longer than we promised, but um, <laughs> six hours. Six hours. <laughs> right. But um, you're yeah. really involved in Young Life and have been a long time, right? And that was I didn't participate in Young Life. They mm-hmm. came to they came to Notre Dame and did like this film about these camps, and I thought, why would anybody go there? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> but um, that doesn't ever work on the shy kid. Come be with a thousand yes. people of your peers, and you can live in the same bedroom as eight of them. You're yeah. like, no, not happening. A whole lot of nope. Right, <laughs> but for Bob, that is really how he heard about Jesus. Yeah, and mm. um, 
that changed young life and it was young life leaders because that's how it works it's people willing to hang out with kids and just be with them hang with them wherever they are and so bob was in high school and roger post Mm -hmm. was just pursued him Mm. and um changed bob's life and so Mm. for me young life was important just for bob Yep. And when the first time we stepped on committee, Bob was like, yeah, we should do this together. But he was always at work. Yeah. <laughs> so Laura did a lot of stuff. Oh, don't tell Tiffany that. That's, <laughs> been, that's <laughs> been the story of <laughs> our whole marriage. Is, yeah. I have a great noble idea. Right. And then Tiffany having to cash right. the check that I wrote. Right. Yeah. Well, so yeah. So, um, but I did learn what an important ministry, the so lives vital. that are changed. Yeah. And so this is our second time on committee because I, you know, I quit every once in a while and sure. something. And and um, it's awesome this time, though, because this time around, Bob and I both are. When Jessica mm. came to ask us mm-hmm. to be on it, I said, do you, is it just because I do stuff or is, yeah. <laughs> does, does Bob have a place where he can serve? And she was like, no, we need both of you. And, and we started doing same committee but doing different parts of it yeah and i've loved seeing bob grow that way and yeah. here at lighthouse bob hopped in on stuff that i wasn't involved in and that's been awesome for him that's and cool me. and <laughs> and young life is like trying to get organized and making seaside a our area of the world a a priority again right so and i would love for lighthouse to be a part of that wouldn't it be cool for Uh, us to somehow absolutely just be a part of that seaside high school ministry Mm -hmm. you know i have a a buddy who's uh, leading the fellowship of christian athletes in the area yeah both of those i think man those are just windows into high school kids yes that a local church doesn't have right you just don't have that same kind of access and that's how i kind of saw it was the two sides of the coin like at church we did have a youth group and that is where my kids went and they loved it but then young life was that other part of the coin of they go where kids aren't going to go to church and yeah it's huge and for me in salinas it's huge yeah but when bob was um a teenager Young Life was big out here. It was. Yeah. So FCA had a heyday about the same time. I think just mm-hmm. just youth culture has changed so much. Yeah. Everybody's inside playing video games instead of outside in the street playing yes. stickball or whatever. And yep. And um and then also just travel ball and the busyness pe- of it. Yeah, people yeah. are not just playing a sport. They're playing two sports right. and taking piano and right. dancing and whatever else. And, and taking four honors classes and right, or where they're staying up till three in the morning to try right, to get that 4.8 right, gpa and yeah right. I, I it's never been it's never been more complex to be a right things are changing so and, that's what they've found that um doing clubs at lunch yep. on campus yeah is working really well great yeah yeah that's it's awesome so cool yep. well here's hoping lighthouse can be a part of that somehow yeah that's great and i love that uh i love that you guys are you know, here and there. That's... Mm. We are loving yeah. being both here yeah. and there. When we first came here, um, I knew Carol. Yep. And I had heard you speak at Trinity. And I okay. thought, what a cool guy. He's a pastor. This is awesome. So when we first came here and then we went to lunch, I thought, oh, I want to go here. And 
well, Bob, he probably won't like it. And we sat down and he said, oh my gosh, can we go there? <laughs> that's, you know, that's where I want to be. You know, as much as I, I always cringe a little bit when somebody switched churches in the same area, I am very aware that like what God has to do at Lighthouse is we're still yeah. building. Like just yeah. like four years ago was kind of a rebirth of right. this church. These wonderful, faithful people who had been making this church happen for a long time. But it was really in, in some need of renewal or whatever, mm -hmm. how, whatever the right way to say that is. But it wasn't going to happen without God bringing not just people who need to be trained, but people who are the trainers, people who are yeah. the, the disciplers, people who right. are mature Christians. And we sure are very grateful for the Celine family in a thousand ways. Well, and we had, been, we had been without a church home for about a year okay. and a half yeah and but i knew what it meant now like yeah. that's what i learned at shoreline we started yeah. at shoreline when it was a hundred people mm. and so i knew what it meant and i went and tried other churches yeah and i tried to make it work and bob was working on sunday and john was going to shoreline and mm -hmm. i just felt i was going about it all wrong mm. and um when we decided to try here. I mean, it, it, I, it had to be God because it yeah. just fit. We felt I, so I can feel comfortable in a lot of places because mm. I can talk to a brick wall and be happy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but Bob, it's harder. And he felt liked here right away. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. And oh, I appreciate that hugely. Well, he is like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. we, yeah. We really, in your service on the women's servant leadership team and, <laughs> you know, even just, you know, one of the prayers that you guys have answered, um, and I don't know, like we might have to cut this out, but <laughs> I'm always praying for friends for my wife. Oh, I love it, her it so is, much. It's so hard to be a pastor's wife, you know, yes. and to have people that'll let you be yourself and, and encourage you and, and also just be fun you know what i mean like we just we do not make a big enough deal about how important fun is yeah. in people's life laughter is really important it and is. so crying and bible study and sharing is super important but it right. there, that needs to be in a place and also you need yeah. a place for screwing around a little bit and and so just your friendship in tiff's life yeah. is just so incredibly it's valuable blessing for us yeah i cool. think the laughter and all that you can do the work and do the stuff that needs to be done and enjoy yourself. For sure. Hey, that's a good transition. Let's just finish up on counseling. Yes. So how long has that been a part of your life? Was that something that was born out of the physical no. health stuff? No. no. Um, Jake was born. My mom, my mom had um, struggled with um, a disease um, of her liver. Okay. And she just was she was still trying to work and um when she would get sick she would be kind of down for the count for like mm. two months mm. and um it's hard to live in this area and you know make it money wise That's and right. so when bob we had a house in toro park and we had only dave and i think i was pregnant with jake and bob said we needed to help my mom I thought we would just give her some money 
<laughs> that would have been way easier. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, she needs to come live with us. Mm. And my mom is a very big personality. Yeah. Um, so she came and lived with us. And that was right about when I started staying home and not working. And I learned I'm very territorial. Yeah. <laughs> we had this small yeah. house in Toro yeah. Park, 1,280 square feet. Um, and so I found a therapist. Okay. I didn't even know that she was a believer. Oh, cool. I had to run into her at a Bible study somewhere huh. like two years into it. Huh. Um, but yeah, she, she was great. And I just, I cried a lot and <laughs> told her a lot. And I was, I didn't know I was depressed. Yeah. I was depressed. I drank a lot. Yeah of festive beverages and that was my coping mechanism and um festive, festive beverages, beverages. My new that's right i know my sister was a cocktail Do you drink waitress. alcohol no festive beverages yeah, yeah. no a lot of them yeah <laughs> so and and when jake came along jake um came with challenges that not all kids do yeah. and so i drank more and but I remember telling my therapist, I'm not the one that needs therapy. He does. And she yeah. goes, say that again. Yeah. And she was like, oh, no, you do. But <laughs> you, yeah. you do need therapy. But yeah. and so then we actively had to go find help for Jake. Yeah. And so Jake and I both went to therapists and eventually had um, psychiatrists for meds and um and now we're five for five. All five of us have needed help and found help that way. And it, it should be an easier road. Um, we're in a kind of a strange place that um, I personally don't feel that there's a lot of good therapists and psychiatrists you know, psychi psychiatrists around here in our area healthcare in general is yes, just super is hard like doesn't matter what kind of appointment you're trying to get yep. it's hard to find a good whatever yep. the health service are and it's the same i think it's just our area mm. like a decent sports store is hard to find right a decent music store is hard to find like there's right. one or two instead of if in you're a lucky. big city there's yeah. a lot more of everything yes. so that is a yeah, mental health is another thing right. that is just difficult. Right. Um, so depression is kind of a funny thing. Like, we learned what depression looks like on Jake when he was a kid. It looks very different than it looks on an adult. Mm. Like, for me, I cried a lot. Mm. And things that would normally be easy were very hard mm. and I described it as like walking through mud it was mm. just like a lot of effort punching underwater oh so super hard but because I smile a lot and I am funny and fun people didn't believe yeah that that could be a thing yeah um but, so on the outside there's yeah. a smile yeah but on inside. the outside, you are just people don't understand just how hard it was to walk from the parking lot yeah. into the church and yeah. to sit there and pay attention or whatever yeah. it is. Oh, like just get dressed. Yeah, just that's there's a difficulty mm -hmm. going on that you just can't see from the outside. Right. Yeah. And 
because maybe because I am verbal and things that people don't talk about, I was super outspoken about how therapy helped us and yeah. how kids need help and going to a therapist can be a great thing and if they need help it's the same as like i'm a diabetic i need insulin so i go to a doctor and i get insulin if you are sad and life is a struggle and it's not getting better it lasts more than you know a couple weeks get some help why do you think I mean, I think we're better at this all the time in the church. Yes. And just in our society, we're yeah. better at it all yes. the time. But um, but why do you think that there's, I don't want to say stigma, but why do you think it's hard for people to get their head around, it's okay for a Christian to seek help like yeah. that? Yeah, the Lord should be enough. That's right. Oh, I've been told that. Uh, I've been told that. that well, he have you be prayed enough. about it, right. Laura? Yeah, clearly you haven't. Yeah. Or not hard enough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, the, the enough which, thing. Which, the enough thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Keep going. Uh, I'm gritting my teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, the, you know, um, so we've we've kind of run into depression in, on this podcast before. And um, it is when you are a friend of somebody. Mm-hmm. And maybe we, we do need to have a bring you back in and have a little round table of like, okay, so if you are married to or friends with somebody who's struggling in this way, it's really hard to know what to say. Mm-hmm. And so you want to encourage somebody. You want to encourage them in the Lord, but you don't have very many tools in that basket. Right. So you have a card that says, I'm praying for you, which on the surface is really helpful, but at it received at the wrong time makes you want to throw it through a window. Yeah. Um, a encouragement. Well, have you prayed about this? Or, have, or I have a scripture that has helped me oh. so much. Right. And it's... It's coming from a good place. Yep. Nobody's trying to be mean. No, nope. it and it's. I don't know if it's mean, but it's just not helpful. It's kind of that easy answer of, uh, uh, and also of like, well, kind of even the whole. Have you prayed about this? Like, are you kidding me? That's all I do. Or I'm praying right now. Or I can't. Oh, like come for on. for me, I I um actually when I'm low low, which I haven't been that way in a long time, it's just very empty. Yeah. Um. The better question is, what can I pray for for you? That is a better question. And um, and the whole checking in, I think people are afraid to just say, hey, I, you know, I, I know you're having a tough time. How is it going yeah. now? Of, is that an, was that helpful for you when people said, I know you're having a hard time. How you doing? Or was it shut up, leave me alone and let me. Um, if they don't want to try to fix it. Right. Because sometimes the answer... Saying, how, how the di- how's the diabetes, how your number's going? I'm thinking about you. That maybe is more helpful than, hey, I just saw a blog yeah. that whatever, and here's what you should do. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a tough thing. And I'm sure everybody has their own things of their hot buttons of what... But it, for you saying, hey, yeah. been thinking about you, how you doing yeah. is helpful. Yeah. But trying to give advice when they haven't kind of walked this mile. Yeah. My best friend still, still tries to cheer me up out of it because mm. it, because it's hard for her. It's painful for her it's something we're all if I'm through. struggling. That's right. Mm-hmm. So if she can perk me up out of it, then, then she feels better. Yeah. But what she doesn't know is you just kind of lift up enough 
adults for her to feel better. Right. You're being classically conditioned yeah. to <laughs> pretend to be yes. happy so the conversation ends. Yeah. Or whatever. Right. Mm. Right. So. Which is some, one of the reasons a counselor is so helpful uh, because you're paying them. Yep. It's an hour. You can say you don't have to pretend to be anything. No. Is it hard to be? Um, I'm not a family counselor. I don't have credentials like that. I, I'm, you know, can help with a little pastoral counsel. But, but I know sitting on the side where you're trying to help somebody, one of the hardest things is wondering if the person is able to be honest with you. Yeah. Is it, it has it been hard to be honest? No. No, you, that's something that comes naturally to you. It does. And, and, and right from the start, because I needed help. And so I saw it as this is my time. Yeah. <laughs> like I, if I'm going to the doctor, I'm going to do yeah. it. I, I want to hear what they have to say. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it was harder, um, with the kids because it's kind of a different thing. They're not there saying I want help. Yeah. So they play a lot of games and they do a lot of things that you think, man, this is not productive, Yeah. <laughs> but they have to gain trust. And, yeah. and that's, what's so hard about realizing, Oh, you're not the right doctor. We need to go start all that over again. is hard to find. Yeah. And with Jake, um, he was misdiagnosed and we ended up having to send him away yeah. to a therapy boarding school. And nobody talked about that. I didn't know anybody that had to send their kid away. Yeah. And I, I, I did have people say all sorts of unkind things. Yeah. Um, but oh, God is so good. I was in a Bible study and it was a big one. It was like 10 of us. They were so encouraging. Mm. And there was a woman there with two of her kids. And she almost, mm -hmm. almost sent them mm -hmm. for help that way. And she didn't. Yeah. She just couldn't. And one of them was um, a girl in a unhealthy relationship with a gang guy. Yeah. One was on drugs and had been in jail. And she was like, run go do think. it yeah. now yeah um and and that was just helpful and and even though jake calls it prison he did get some very good therapy yeah. and he got those tools for his tool belt and that's what it is if you can wrap your head around um learning something that you can use to help you sometimes it's medicine and sometimes it's and to play the play the hand you're dealt like yes. we're all dealt yeah. a different set of circumstances and chemicals. And there are some things that are normative, but there might be some things that are normative for all, for all humans that right. aren't true about me. Right. And so figuring out not just what is the right way to feel, but to say, how, how am I built and how do right. I play this hand? Yeah. And, um, but it's hard. You have to, I think hit a, point of kind of self-awareness yep. to be okay with that. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. think anybody wants to feel different. No, but everybody is. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But but when there's things that we don't talk about, yeah. then you don't know. Yeah. And so I probably go the other way and talk about things too much. And well, I think it's really valuable for you to say, like, could we paraphrase or, or sum up to say, Christ is enough yeah. and therapy is yes. helpful. Yeah. Those are not mutually exclusive ideas. Right. Like Christ is enough. But if you have cancer, yeah. go treat it. Yeah. Christ is enough. Yeah. But if you have a cold, take a Sudafed. Yeah. Like, um, it's okay to, it, yeah. 
take advantage of things that can help you. That's right. Yeah. And and even that, like, okay, we don't worship it. No. It's not where our trust is. No. But if there are skills that we can, if you want to build a house, go ahead and learn to be a carpenter. Right. You know, if you want to right. build a better life, go, right. go learn the skills. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. And that's a really bold, and you know what I see in you too, is like, it's, it's a, you have a boldness there, but it's a confidence that has just come from with like your story, mm-hmm. like this works. You're not trying to tell anybody else's story. Right. Which is probably a huge lesson in it. Like, well, I couldn't have figured that out when you're we were 20 only, though. Yeah. You're only, <laughs> you're only responsible for you. Yes. So. Yeah. Yep. And you know, the whole cancer thing and knowing the Lord, mm. you know, you're, you're either going to get better and you're supposed to still be here mm. or you don't get better and you get to go home and be with him. Yeah. And it kind of boils down to. Simplifies everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of wisdom. Maybe we should in there. Hey man, this is a great conversation. I really appreciate it. You do. You are just a, just a wonderful person and, and have learned and have learned. There's a wisdom to you that, you know, that you don't get this wisdom without this life experience. Yeah. There's, you don't read this from a book. You learn this. Learn it the hard way. You learn it the the only way. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I really appreciate that it's grown a, a softness, not a bitterness in you, and uh, and a love instead of a resentment, and that's a lot to admire. So thanks for telling us the story. Thanks. All right, man. All right, Lighthouse, have a good Friday afternoon, and we will see you soon.